Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All righty, this is Zach Gelb Show, Coast to Coast on CBS Sports Radio, hour number three of our radio program. The coach of the Oregon Ducks, Stan Lanning, going to stop by 20 minutes from now. Pac-12 championship game tomorrow, Oregon and Washington. Can't wait for that. And I got to get some good sandwiches tomorrow, I think, after the show. I was thinking of maybe doing big-time sandwiches on Saturday. Maybe I should probably still do that because it's the entire slate of games on Saturday and it's just one big game on Friday. But I got to order. I got to cook up something good on Friday evening because I can't wait for Oregon and Washington. Like, I'm thinking about some of the better football games of the season. Michigan, Ohio State clearly won. Uh, Washington and Oregon was a sensational game. Red River between Texas and Oklahoma was a, was a big-time football game. But you look at that Washington-Oregon game, that's the best college football game that I've seen this season. And the Pac-12, I know they beat up on one another. But you still have Washington and Oregon remaining. I would think Washington wins. They're definitely the college football playoff. I have a tough time believing a one-loss Pac-12 champ in Oregon, who's their only loss was Washington, would be left out of the college football playoff. But, you know, I guess we've seen crazier things happen in this world. Uh, But with all that being said, that game was just flat-out ridiculous. And I love the storylines with Kalen DeBoer. Where all this, uh, whether it's Sioux Falls or uh, uh, Fresno State, like wherever he did go, he has won and won it at a ridiculous level. And two years in, as the head football coach of Washington, he's only lost two games, and I think it's both of those games were by like eight points or less. So Kalen DeBoer's phenomenal. And then you look at his quarterback, and Michael Penix Jr., you know, the way that we're talking about Michael Penix Jr. is a little similar to the way people are talking about the Eagles and they're talking about Jalen Hurts, where last year the stats were just so eye-popping, and a lot of people were making a case, just like they were for Jalen Hurts and Michael Penix Jr. to win the MVP or for uh, Michael Penix Jr. to win the Heisman Trophy. And a lot of people were annoyed that Michael Penix Jr. did not receive an invite to New York for the Heisman Trophy. Now, we know the Eagles had more individual team success last year than, than Washington. But this year, especially ever since that victory up against Oregon, some of the games for Washington haven't been the prettiest. And it's drawing comparisons to the Eagles being 10-1, and one, and each and every week people are saying, oh, the Eagles are 10-1, and one, but they're the most overrated 9-1, and 8-1, 10-1 and team that we've ever seen. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? And I thought Sean Merriman, who joined us earlier, made a great point. When people aren't expecting you to be great, and you end up being great like the Eagles were last year and Washington was last year, you could still be great the next season. But both of those teams, like when you look at Philadelphia, I don't want to say they've taken a step back and Washington is now undefeated, so you can't say they've taken a step back. But the product is not going to be perfect because you put tape 
for others to see on the field. And all these teams, their coaches, they get paid to adjust and they get paid to adapt. So even though the Eagles aren't blowing teams out at the rate that they were last year, and Washington down the stretch has struggled even though they haven't lost the game, even when they're not at their apex and the level of greatness that maybe they were at times last year, it's still better than what most of the other teams have in the sport. So I look at this matchup, Washington and Oregon. The reason why I'm so excited for this is if the kicker for Oregon just makes the kick at the end, that game goes to overtime. And you see DeBoer and Penix, tremendous two-year story. And then you have Dan Lanning, who I say this all the time when Dan joins us. He's I love a football coach that has some psycho in him. And this dude, he wakes up in the morning. Like, I wake up, I have coffee. Dan Lanning wakes up, his coffee is coaching football. And you just saw that look in his eye, you know, in his eyes when he was he was given the speech before the Colorado game. And he was like, you talk with your helmet. You talk with your helmet. And you just saw, like, the emotion and the passion for what this guy does. It's good to have a coach that's got a little football psycho in him. You know, not real-life psycho, just football psycho. It's pretty damn good. And you get his quarterback, Bo Nix, who comes over from Auburn, where he was disappointing outside of, like, that first drive of, of his career where he won that big game as the quarterback of, of Auburn with War Eagle. And the last two years, he was sensational last year. And right now, you know, I, I think he should be the favorite to win the Heisman. Like, I look at the Heisman right now, and I got to be careful here because I am a voter. And I'm not saying how I'm voting. I'm just telling you the way I'm assessing the field right now because I agree with Yogi Roth who joined us early in the week. You do not or you should not. Like, I got my, my ballot on Monday. The way it works is you get three votes for the Heisman Trophy. You get a first-place vote, a second-place vote, third-place vote, and that's it. So you could cast your vote on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, this week, all the way up until Monday afternoon. I think the deadline's like 4 or 5 p.m. Eastern. Anyone that has already casted their vote, what are you doing? You got to see how this weekend plays out. And I know the kid at LSU, Daniels, is having a phenomenal season. He's having a great season. But I can't cast the vote for the Heisman Trophy until I see what Michael Penix Jr. and Bo Nix do up against one another. Now, I'm just going to go on a limb here. I don't think that's going to be a 13-10 to 10 game. If it's a 13-10 to 10 game, yeah, Daniels of LSU is going to win the Heisman, most likely. But Michael Penix wins that game and beats Oregon twice, and let's say he throws for four or five touchdown passes, how does he not get your first-place vote? And Bo Nix, who right now I think is the pick for the Heisman, Bo Nix goes and avenges the one loss that he had this year where it wasn't his fault, and he throws four or five touchdown passes in that game and wins a Pac-12 championship game, you're not going to vote him for the Heisman Trophy? I thought Marvin Harrison Jr. had a case to uh, to be made, but Ohio State didn't get to the Big Ten championship game. But overall, it's like, the way I look at it, whoever wins this Pac-12 championship game, assuming that there's some offense in it, and I believe there will be offense in it, that should be the winner of the Heisman Trophy, in my opinion. Now, I say that going in, and there's a lot of times I say things going into games, and they don't play out the way that I think they are, or right after the game ends, I have a different take. But that's why you should not vote for the Heisman Trophy until conference championship weekend is over. Today's memorable moment is sponsored by Prevagen. 
Prevagen is the most recommended memory support brand by pharmacists. The most memorable moment between the Seahawks and Cowboys came in their 2006 NFC wildcard uh, game matchup. Seattle was up 21-20 to 20 as they were about to kick an extra point or uh, uh, a game-winning field goal, excuse me. It was a 19-yard field goal. However, acting as the holder was Tony Romo. He botched the snap and was tackled just before reaching the end zone. I'll never forget that game. I remember watching it with my, my old man. Bill Parcells is the coach of the, uh, of the Cowboys. Wasn't, was it Quincy Carter? Was that his name? Who was the, the quarterback? I, I think for the, uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, I want to say that's uh, who the quarterback was. But Tony Romo is on there, and he has the ball snapped to him, and he fumbles it, and he picks it up and just uh, comes up short of the end zone, and uh, Seattle ends up winning the game. That game... And then also, was it was it Blair Walsh of the Vikings? I think I think it was Blair Walsh who was the kicker who missed the kick outside. That was when they had to when Minnesota was building a new stadium. They had to play at the uh, Golden Gopher Stadium, and for Minnesota, you had that kick up against Seattle where he missed it, and it was like a chip shot field goal. I'm pretty sure it was Blair Walsh. It's crazy how the Seahawks are in both those games. Where it comes down to a kick, and the kick isn't uh, um, isn't good. There's just some teams like usually we think about it. Oh, there's teams that always find a way to lose a game. Like Minnesota's one of those teams historically. Atlanta's one of those teams historically. You get in a big game, and you come up short. I know Seattle, right? They got in the big game. You have the whole Malcolm Butler interception scenario that didn't go their way. But there is directly two kicks that they benefited from to advance further. Uh, in the playoffs. So for tonight's game, there it's weird. I think in terms of the way that we talk about things nationally, I think there's more pressure on the Dallas Cowboys because the Cowboys lose this game tonight. What is everyone in the country going to be saying tomorrow? Well, Dallas is going up against a good team, not even a great team, and they couldn't beat a good team because Dallas so far this season, they have not beat a team that's above 500. Dallas this season, they have beat up on a lot of bad teams and they have smothered these bad teams. So give them credit for taking care and just dominating an inferior opponent. But in their two biggest games of the season, up against San Francisco and up against the Eagles, I know Cowboys fans want to parade around like they got a victory up against the Eagles. You did lose the game. Your offense played well, but football isn't about giving out moral victories. And you didn't even show up against the 49ers. So in terms of, it's weird to say, in terms of coverage, I do think the coverage pressure is more so on Dallas because then tomorrow everyone's going to slam them if they lose this game to Seattle. But if you look at the records, the Cowboys are 8-3. and The Seahawks are 6-5. and Now, the NFC, they have some good teams this year, but there's more depth in the AFC, like I actually think the NFC has better teams at the top than the AFC. But when you go from the chase to be one of these seven seeds in the playoff picture, it's going to be tougher to make the playoffs in the AFC compared to the NFC. But for Seattle, you lose this game tonight. You're then sitting there at six and six on the season and also six and six, Minnesota. You have the Falcons who or five and six, but right now they would be their division champ. You have the Green Bay Packers at five and six, the Rams at five and six, the Saints at five and six as well. And then basically all those teams are out of it. Like 
a four-win Tampa Bay team, a four-win Giant team, a four-win Bears team. So it's not that Seattle fans should be freaking out that they're going to miss the playoffs, but then you get thrown in this category of, okay, like you look around, Dallas is going to be a wild-card spot because the Eagles are going to win their division. So that's one. There's only two wild-card spots remaining. you got to find a way to prevail over teams like Minnesota, teams like Green Bay, even Los Angeles, the Saints down the stretch, which it's not impossible, but it does make things a little bit hairy where if you win this game tonight and you improve to 7-5, and five, you know, you only got to win probably two more games the rest of the year. Not that you want to finish the year 9-8, and eight, but this Seattle team, they get a win tonight. They have seven wins of the season. They do have a tough schedule. They play the 49ers again, the Eagles, Tennessee, the Steelers, and the Cardinals. You only got to win two more games, and 9-8 and eight should make the playoffs in the NFC. Um, I think this could be a good game tonight. I do believe the Cowboys are going to win the game. I think the Cowboys are going to win the game. I know the spread's like nine, nine and a half points. It's been moving back and forth there. I do believe Vegas is begging us all to plus the points with the Seahawks. And sometimes Vegas does that. And most of the times you look like a fool if you take the easy bait. I'm going to plus the points tonight. I actually uh, got it up to 10, 10 and a half. Um, and I did that in a parlay. I did it. Uh, it was Seahawks plus 10 and a half and a CD lamb. Anytime touchdown, get a, get some good odds right there. I think it was like at like plus like 275 or something like that. Now the score I'm going to give you, you're just saying, Zach, you probably should have just taken the number on where the number was. Uh, but I do fear that this could be like a, a 30 to 20 game, but I do think it's going to be a little bit closer than that. Um, I feel as if this could be a 27, 23 game that Dallas going to take care of business up against the uh, Seattle Seahawks. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Laura in Arizona next up on CBS Sports Radio. Laura, what's happening? How are you today? It's so nice to hear you from you guys and and and, and listen to you again. Um, so you, you made a comment about my Cowboys um, losing to, to, to uh, we lost under 500 to a few games. Um, I'm a realistic Cowboy fan, major realistic Cowboy fan. I don't think every year they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like Dak Prescott. Um, Why yeah, do you not he's, like Dak he's, Prescott, just wondering? I'm sorry, because he, doesn't, he, he, doesn't, he hasn't proven anything. Only in the last few games he has been. Um, um, and about the Tony Romo thing, do you remember when they were playing um, Green Bay and Des Bryant? Yeah, uh, dropped that ball. That drove me crazy. That ball. I was like, no, he caught it. He I, caught I thought it. he caught it too. And and that's a long time good debate. Des caught it. Uh, that is something that that I will. I don't usually see eye to eye with cowboy fans. Uh, Laura, you actually seem like a sane cowboy fan. Uh, but I do agree with you that uh, Des Bryant caught that football. Right, right. And so and then don't forget we lost to the Cardinals this year too. And yeah. that was a team we were like, what? And Dak was driving towards the end of the game trying to get you back in it, and he was inside the, the 15, 20-yard line, and he threw an interception. So so you think you win the game tonight? You feel confident? Um, I, I feel like it's not going to be a blowout like it has been. I think it's going to be maybe a few points ahead of the, of the Seahawks. But when we play the Seahawks, it's always a good game. Always. Yeah, and, and I got to think, and thanks for the phone call, Laura. I always appreciate when you call and listen to the show. I got to think this is a close game tonight because you got to remember the other side. Seattle got embarrassed, like emasculated last week up against the 49ers. Last two weeks, their quarterback, Geno Smith, has not been 100% healthy. With who their coach is in Pete Carroll, with the roster that they have assembled, but there's a lot of talent on that team, 
I got to think that they at least have some pride tonight and make this a game. I don't think they're going to win. I think the Cowboys are the better team. Um, I agree with Laura's analysis that it's going to be by a few points. Um, and actually, I think this is like the first time I ever talked to a Cowboy fan. I thought they were realistic. It's it's crazy because she's right. Like most Cowboys are like, oh, I don't like, you know, I love Dak Prescott. She's like, oh, I don't like Dak Prescott that much because he's like the definition of a good quarterback, not a, a great quarterback. And yeah, it's nice when you dress up all these stats and you beat up on these inferior teams and you take care of business and you dominate. But in the two biggest moments of the year, you didn't win the game. And now for the Cowboys, in a year where, sure, it's the Eagles and 49ers. Those are the two best teams in the NFC. But you got to be the third best team in the NFC. Because all it takes is one of those teams to go down in the divisional round. You win the wild card. Maybe take down that team in the divisional round. And the next thing you know, you're somewhere where you haven't been since the 1995 season. That's an NFC title game. And then you're 60 minutes away from a Super Bowl. Like The Cowboys have a really good team. Really good. But I just don't think they're, they're a great team. But they lose tonight. Every, like, Seattle wins tonight. I don't think a lot of people are talking about the Seahawks tomorrow. I think they're saying out they're a good team, but I think we all know Seattle has limitations. But Dallas loses this game tomorrow. Everyone's saying, see, that's Dallas. Look at Dallas. All those fans, you know, chirping in my mentions. All those fans saying to me, oh, Zach, you, got, you getting nervous about the Cowboys? You got to get the Cowboys a little bit more love. Oh, they beat the snot out of the Panthers. Oh, they crushed the Giants twice. Oh, they, they destroyed the Commanders 45 to 10. Yeah, it's nice to beat up those bad teams. But then let's look at the losses. You lost to the Cardinals, bad team. You lost to the 49ers, great team. You lost to the Eagles, great team. You got a chance to avenge it next week. You lose to Seattle, that's like the next best team that you played. And that'd be three losses would be, three out of the four losses, three of them would be to the three best teams you played on your schedule this season. So that's why, even though from a record standpoint, there is probably more pressure on Seattle. But in terms of the coverage of it, man, it would be a long day for a Cowboy fan tomorrow uh, if they lose this game tonight. Also being at home, too, where no one can beat the Cowboys at home. That's what, what the stats say these days. Take a break. Come on back. The head football coach of Oregon is Dan Lanning. He plays for a Pac-12 championship tomorrow. We'll go out to Eugene, and he'll join us next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let me continue. This is Zach Yelp Show, Coast to Coast on CBS Sports Radio. The best college football game I've seen this season was Oregon up against Washington. We'll do it again on Friday for the Pac-12 championship game. And the winner will most likely go to the college football playoff. And now joining us is the head coach of the Oregon Ducks. Always enjoy when he joins us on CBS Sports Radio, and that's Coach Dan Lanning. Coach, appreciate the time. How you been? Doing great. Yeah, thanks for having me. So last time we had you on, I talked about how when you get on the football field, you're in your sanctuary and you're just wired a certain way and that's your fix. Like I drink coffee in the morning, that gets me going. You coach football, that gets you going. I'm just wondering, how do you handle this week where the stakes are bigger, there's the natural excitement of the game, and then also you have to diligently prepare this team? Like, are you at the point where you just want it to be Friday already? Yeah, it's hard, you know, because you, you, uh, you, want, you want it to be Friday, you know, probably four weeks ago. And, but at the same <laughs> note, you, you enjoy the preparation and the product. And I'm just really proud of the way our players have worked this week. And uh, I know they're anxious to get on the field, but we want to use every minute, every second we have to continue to prepare for this game. I know that you try to treat it like it's every other game, but it's not. How do you kind of just make this be sort of a normal week and not go too far away from what you guys are usually doing? I think that one thing that we do here is we live in a reality when we, we know this isn't a normal game. This isn't just another uh, game. Now it's going to require normal preparation. It's going to normal uh, require, you know, normal execution. Um, but it isn't just a normal game. So I think you recognize the elephant in the room early on, communicate that with your players and then say, okay, what are we going to do about it? And uh, like I said, our guys have responded really well this week. They've had a great week of practice and hopefully that translates to the field. Dan Lanning here with us. What do you take from that loss up against Washington in that game a few weeks ago? Well, a lot of times adversity makes a man, adversity makes a team. And uh, I think I, I see a team that's responded extremely well to that. They've learned and they've grown from that moment. And I see a team that's gotten better every single week since then. And, uh, you know, that's special when you're talking about a group of men that uh, put everything they have into this game. And, and you know, what, they want to be elite. They want to go out there and operate at a really high level. We played a really good team. Um, and an away game, it was a really hostile environment. We came close, but didn't pull it off. Uh, now we get an opportunity to play them again. So great, great for us. Excited about the work our guys have done and, and ready to see it show up on Friday. And that's why it's been such a joy to watch your team over the last month or two, because after having that loss, sometimes that could break a team. Sometimes that could make a team go down a path where it takes them a few weeks to get back into full gear. You guys have got into full gear and everyone that steps on the field, you guys have been dominating. Why was that, that once you had the loss against Washington, your team didn't break and it didn't let you define your season that way? Well, we're a team that's built with a lot of leaders, um, some guys that are competitors that realize how unique the opportunity is to get to play at Oregon and, and how unique the opportunity it is to, to get to play in the settings that we get to play in right now and what lies ahead of us. And uh, you can go your entire career, you can play your entire career and never get to be a part of games like this. So I think our guys appreciate that moment and uh, appreciate the opportunity in front of them. I saw the finalists for the Blitnikoff Award did come out. Troy Franklin wasn't on it. 
has 77 receptions this year, nearly 1,400 yards receiving and 14 touchdowns. I know you're focused on the Pac-12 championship game, but did you kind of just chuckle when that happened when he wasn't a finalist? Yeah, somebody made a mistake there, obviously. And, uh, you know, hopefully Troy has something to say about it on Friday. How about the jump that he's taken this year? Yeah, he's a special player. He works really hard. Um, he's extremely intelligent. We move him around the field and put him in a lot of different positions. Um, he In big moments, he shows up. Um, so really proud of the way he's performed. And I know he's you know proud of the people around him that have made that possible. And let me stay in that wide receiving room and get to Tez Johnson. Here's what's unique nationally about this Pac-12 championship game. You know what Tez's story. You know what he's all about. And if you followed Oregon football, you know the story. But this year, with more people tuning in, and this game, everyone now gets to find out about the story about Tez Johnson. Just what do you want people to know about his story? And, and it's really a cool one, getting adopted by Bo Nix's family, starting at Troy and now with your program, having a monster second half of the season. Yeah, you know, Tez is a guy that grew up wearing Oregon gear and didn't come to Oregon initially. So getting the opportunity to come here um, because of, you know, big in part because of his brother, Bo, um, and us finding out that we have a diamond in the rough and Tez and how hard he works. You know, he's a guy that loves the game. And he's the ultimate competitor. When he steps on the practice field, it doesn't matter if it's a Monday or if it's a Saturday game, he wants to go compete. So I think those same traits are showing up for him and he's been able to perform at a high level for us. Take me behind the scenes how he got to Oregon. Was it just as simple as Bo one day came into the room and said, guys, I have a pretty good hidden secret in Tess Johnson? Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, he entered the portal and, you know, the minute that happened, you know, Bo came into my office and said, coach, you need to take a look at this guy. And we watched this film. We said, okay, yeah, this is a guy that can help us. Um, I don't know if anybody, any of us realized how much he would help us at the time. And um, he's done a great job. Really, really pleased with his performance. When did it click? When did you realize, man, uh, Bo wasn't lying when he said this guy would really help us? Well, even this spring, you know, we have moments this spring where, you know, his speed and athleticism showed up. And then you just love a guy that has the energy and enthusiasm to go out there and, and play at a really high level. And uh, he, like I said, when he steps on the field, he competes. And that's that to me is the most important trait of any football player. Are you an ultimate competitor? And he has that trait. Oregon coach Dan Lanning joining us a few days away from the Pac-12 championship game. His Ducks will go up against Washington. Uh, we've talked before about your quarterback, Bo Nix, and you believed in him when you had to go up against him, when you were at Georgia and he was at Auburn, for you guys to grow together the last two years, just how do you put it into words, that relationship, and to see him playing at this elite level right now and what it means to you? I, I can't put it into words. You know, I can I can certainly attempt to, but I can't. Um, you know, I feel like I have another guy that I'm coaching with. Um, you know, I have a, a somebody that I'm really proud of to see their growth and the moments of adversity, um, but also just their – energy and enthusiasm to get better every single day. He makes me want to be better every day. Um, you talk about the Heisman that's coming up and it's supposed to be for the, the best player in college football. It's hard for me to imagine anybody being better than Bo Nix and how much he's grown, how much he's improved. He's thrown for more yards than anybody else in college football. This guy's thrown two interceptions and one of those bounced off a wide receiver's chest. Um, you know, so he's playing at a really high level. He operates our offense um, extremely well. I'm talking about gets us in and out of plays. Um, but to see him, you know, see the fruits of his labor and how hard he works, I'm really proud of him. And you look at the quarterback matchup for this one. Uh, just a great story with uh, Bo Nix and then also Michael Penix Jr., both utilizing the transfer portal and playing their best ball in their, their final two seasons in college. It's really something special with this quarterback matchup on Friday night. Yeah, it's going to be a great one. You know, obviously, uh, 
Mike's been playing unbelievable this season. Um, the last two seasons, he's been really good. Two talented wide receiver groups, two offensive lines that do a good job of protecting their quarterback. Um, and they've really come on in the run game here over the last few weeks as well. So this is going to be a fun matchup. We're talking about really two really good teams playing each other with some elite play that's going to take place. I know you touched uh, on the Heisman just there for a second. It feels like, at least to me, the winner of this game will also get the, the Heisman Trophy coming up next week. Well, I think the one thing that's great about this is you go out there and you take care of business and you perform the level, uh, you know, you want as a team, a lot of individual awards will kind of take care of themselves. And um, there's certainly a great stage around this game. You know, our players have earned that opportunity with how hard they've worked. Um, this will be one that we hopefully can capitalize on. Dan Lanning, before we let you run, you've had an extremely successful start your first two years at Oregon. Uh, same could be said uh, for Kalen DeBoer at Washington. You just being in this business, being in this conference, just uh, how do you kind of look at the job that that Kalen DeBoer has done at Washington through his journey? Yeah, he's been remarkable. And, you know, he has a history of being a, a really successful coach for a long time, uh, not just, you know, here at Washington, um, but as, you know, as a small ball coach as well at Sioux Falls at Fresno. So, um, you know, I appreciate his journey and how he's climbed up the ladder, but to have the consistency and success he's had for a long time, obviously he's doing something special. Everyone talks about your quarterback. Everyone talks about you. Everyone talks about your wide receivers. Just wondering while we'll have you here, what's one part of your football team that maybe doesn't get talked about enough that you want to highlight here? I can pick a lot. I can pick a lot. I think the, the biggest thing that rec I recognize is the improvement our team has made, you know, since the beginning of the season. I think coming into the year, everyone questioned, okay, what's that offensive line going to look like? You guys are replacing a bunch of starters. And, you know, I think we have the best offensive line in college football right now, the way those guys are performing. Our running game with our tailbacks has been extremely impressive. You know, our defense has improved in every single category across the board. Um, they're flying to the ball. Um, you know, they're creating takeaways. I think we've had five takeaways in the last five weeks. So you're talking about a team that's just playing better. And when you talk about improvement, guys owning their role, you know, that exists right now at Oregon. So really proud of that. I know experiences make someone in different stops helps you become the football coach that you are today. When you were at Georgia, you guys lost to Alabama, then got your revenge. Do you use anything from that time uh, that you maybe implement this week in the preparation? Or is that a little bit made up uh, and you kind of throw that out the window? I mean, it exists. I think the biggest thing you did do is you say, okay, what'd you learn from the first time you played Alabama and what did you change when you went into the second time? And I think that's the same thought is uh, don't expect to go out there and do the exact same thing and get a different result. So um, we've learned, you know, from our last performance, we're a different team than our last performance. So excited to get out there and see our guys operate on Friday and uh, see where it goes. I can't wait for your pregame speech. I, I hope they broadcast it because I still go back to that Colorado pregame speech. One of the best speeches I've seen this year, Coach. Well, I appreciate it. Our guys do a great job getting motivated to go out there and play, and uh, I'm hoping it's not broadcasted, so we'll go from there. <laughs> well, you know what? Have someone record it. I, I got to see it after the game, but uh, we do appreciate the time. Really do uh, thank you for joining us. What is a busy week, and uh, thanks for coming all throughout the season. You bet. Thanks for having me on. There he is, Dan Lanning, joining us on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Pac-12 championship game tomorrow up against Washington. Can't wait for that one. Uh, just a quick note here. According to Tim Graham, who covers the Buffalo Bills, the Bills will not fire head coach Sean McDermott after the season. That's what sources tell Tim Graham. Uh, Dove Kleiman aggregated this from the report, asked if, there was any chance Pagula would fire McDermott. Two sources 
uh, replied zero. The other two sources said they would be shocked if Pagula made such a move. All four sources have intimate knowledge of the Pagula-McDermott uh, relationship. Clearly not the biggest story with the Bills today. We are all cognizant of the allegations in the arrest warrant that is out there for Von Miller um, with a dispute that he had uh, with his pregnant girlfriend. But when it comes to the Buffalo Bills and Sean McDermott's future, I just don't get why you would say that now. Why you would have three or four sources now come out and say there's a 0% chance that they would not get rid of Sean McDermott at the end of the season. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan of Sean McDermott, but I think his impact in that ship has kind of sailed in Buffalo and he's gotten the bills as far as he can. And that doesn't mean he was a failure. Like he did a really damn good job. That was a team in Buffalo that didn't make the playoffs from 2000 to 2016. And then McDermott comes in. They make the playoffs with Terod Taylor as quarterback. We all remember that God awful game wildcard weekend against the Jaguars. Then they missed the playoffs. That's Josh Allen's first year, six and 10. Then they make, 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 and make four straight years the postseason, and they got as far as the conference championship game. That conference championship game was 2020, where they were up early against the Chiefs, and they lost the game. Then 2021, you had that classic divisional round game up against Kansas City, where they blew it with 13 seconds remaining, and they lose in overtime. Kelsey uh, dancing, moving and grooving in the end zone after the game, and ever since then, they've regressed. Now, this team last year... I know they made the second round of the playoffs, but they barely beat Skylar Thompson and the Dolphins. The following weekend, they just got emasculated by the Cincinnati Bengals. And then this year, this is a team that's 6-6. Six and six. And I said it on Monday, I'll say it again. They got to go 4-1 and one down the stretch to make the playoffs, I think. And even if you go 4-1 and one and you get to 10 and you get to 10-7, and seven, and I don't believe they'll be 4-1 and because they're too inconsistent this year, you're not a lock to make the playoffs. Now, you go get 10 wins, I don't think the coach is going to get fired. But I don't think they're going to get there. I, I think this is going to be ugly. I think they're going to miss the playoffs. And they miss the playoffs. Don't you got to bring someone else in to get that ball over the, uh, the the goal line and get that ball in the end zone? Because this team still has a chance to do something, but maybe it's time to regroup and retool. And it could be similar. Remember, they made the playoffs with Terod Tell and they got Josh Allen, and they had to take a step back. This is the year they take the step back. Now, next year, I would have a new head football coach. If McDermott get hired somewhere else, it's going to be like 10 jobs open up. He'll get a job somewhere else. But to continue to run it back with him after what has transpired the last three years, that would be nonsensical to me. All right, he's Zach Gelb, show CBS Sports Radio. We'll come on back with the news brief. We'll update you some of the biggest stories in the world of sports with some audio. But You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. For your daily news brief, we get you caught up on the rumors, reports, and reconnaissance from the day in sports. Here is uh, Tommy Brady on the Let's Go podcast. Says the NFL coaching has gone in the wrong direction. Coaches aren't really trusting the quarterbacks much. They're trying to control the game from the sideline. When you try to control the game from the sideline, the coach doesn't have every answer for what's happening on the field. Ultimately, I always felt as a quarterback, I had all the things at my disposal to get us into a good play. The pro game is is reflecting more of what the college game is, as opposed to the college game reflecting what the pro game is. We're asking now pro players to play college football, and that's the biggest difference I see. There's This is way more checkers now than it is chess. Interesting analysis from Tom Brady. You also got to remember... He came from a place where he had a legendary defensive-minded coach, and they would have these hour meetings where Belichick would tell Brady what the other defense is going to try to do to him, and he thought he had all the answers to solve it because of that relationship uh, with Bill Belichick. But it has become a different game now. I kind of I don't know about used to. Brady in the last few weeks has been extremely critical of the NFL. Now it's a partnership. With Fox and the NFL, I'm sure the NFL is not thrilled that Brady's crushing the product, crushing the coaches, and and also uh, calling the game now mediocre. But I kind of like this version of Brady, where Brady is now being honest. And I know it's it's a little premature to be like back in my day where you were just playing last football season. But now for TB12, I didn't think he would be this critical. I thought he would just kind of smack everybody on the behind and be like, oh, I like this player. I like this player. So I think this is good for the uh, Brady analysis role that will happen next year on Fox. No, when he was with the Patriots, he was very Belichickian in some of his, uh, you know, when he talked to the media. So I know a lot of people were kind of worried, like, "Ah, is this guy going to be opinionated when he goes to Fox? And at least it seems like he's not afraid to uh, share his opinions. And then he uh, played for Bruce Arians, and he was starting to drink him whenever uh, B.A. was drinking, (laughs) and he started uh, giving a lot of honest answers. Here is Tua Tungavailoa on the state of his arm following a chunk coming out of it on Friday. During that game on Black Friday, oh, that was just a a vile sight to see. Here is Tua Tungavailoa. It's good. Yeah, I was uh, told by by my wife um, that um, like she didn't see it, but then she got text messages uh, from you know people about what it looked like, and uh, <laughs> they said it was disgusting while they were eating their leftover uh, meals. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, I, sorry, I couldn't help you there. I didn't know it it it, it like it happened until I came to the sideline, um, and then Mike White uh, sort of pointed it out. I guess it was just from the adrenaline. But it was a nice chunk that came off. So someone can find that piece. That's yours. It is amazing how when you're watching that, I don't know, because I I think it's a a different mentality when you're a player. you got to be, like, dragged off the field, and Tua's gone through a lot worse. 
But if that was me, I'd be so concerned about that cut getting infected. You had a full chunk of skin come off. You're playing, you know, in a dirty environment on a field. I would be like, yep, get the peroxide out, clean it up, bandage it up. But two is like, nope, I'm going to keep on playing. Uh, let's go to Kyle Shanahan on being favored over the Philadelphia Eagles, even though the game is in Philadelphia and the Eagles have the better record. I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I don't really know how that stuff works. So um, I don't really know why but it is random. That's amazing because he's got to think he has the better team. You're the coach of that team. But then it's, okay, I can't really comment on the gambling too much. And you're asking me to comment on the gambling. But then I think that's a message, Stu, that he's sending to his team. Like, just kind of extra little motivation, the game inside the game of, yeah, it doesn't really make sense to me. He's not saying that he thinks the Eagles, like, should be favored. But he's saying it doesn't make sense. And we know that's him saying, yeah, Philadelphia should be favored. And you send a little message to your guys. Get them a little extra fired up. Not that they should need that. But. Flight fire under their rear ends. Yeah. Bill Belichick was asked who's going to be the starting QB this week. Before we play it, I'm going to assume it's it's going to be, you know, we're going to have a full week of practice and uh, whoever we think is uh, the best quarterback and uh, earns the uh, the starting role, um, like we do with all positions, uh, we'll get the, uh, the the call up against uh, Los Angeles. Let's listen up to the hoodie. I'm not going to make any announcements on our lineup at any position. Then, so it doesn't matter what the position is. We're not. See how practice goes and see if everybody's ready to go. Hope everybody's ready to go. See what the injury situation is, and, and we'll go for what we think's best on Sunday. And I read some things on the internet today that Bailey Zappi is actually expected to start. We'll see what happens there. Oh, really excited. Go Chargers. I, I, tank, 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 tank. Lose every game possible. Here is uh, Tyree Kill in the RG3 and ones on why he left the Kansas City. How about those Chiefs? I had Kelsey and I was kind of jealous. <laughs> I was hurt. Patrick, you ain't never invite me over to your house like you did Kelsey. You always invited oh. Kelsey. That's that's why we here where we at now. It was almost one and two. And with Tua, you are for sure one. I've never been anybody's side chick before. Never. <laughs> always. My whole life. High school, middle school, all, all the quarterbacks, main chick. I go to KC. Now I'm the side chick. I'm like, I'm like, what's going on with that? You taking me to Joe's Barbecue. No, I don't want no barbecue. I want to go to the fancy <laughs> restaurants. You want to go to Nobu? I want to go to Nobu. That's cold. I feel as if he's like partially kidding. And then there's a part of, no, 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 no. You had someone else. And they got to go to all the fancy restaurants, and I was just going to the solid restaurants. Uh, let's go to Matt Rule on the transfer portal uh, QB market just being wild. Make no mistake that a, a good quarterback in the portal costs you know a million to million five to two million dollars right now. So just 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 on the same page, right? So um, let's, let's make sure we all understand what's happening. So um, um, you know, there's some teams that have six six or seven million dollar players playing for them. So. Um, you know, we're, 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 uh, we just kind of believe in, we just kind of believe in doing things like the old school way, the hard way building, but that doesn't mean we won't look at people in the portal. I mean, it's just, we did it last year, right? It just means, um, they have to be clearly an impact player for us. If they're like a one-year player, or they have to be someone that has multiple years to get in our program and develop. Here's the bottom line. You got to get some quarterback play at Nebraska. I watched a lot of Nebraska football this year. That defense was awesome. 
That offense, though, was one of the worst offenses I've ever seen. The offense was offensive. All right, good show today. I'd like to thank Rod Moore. I'd like to thank Sean Merriman and Dan Lanning as well. Each and every one of you will do it again tomorrow on a big football Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. We out. Bye-bye. Peace. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.